Hello and welcome to Zip Radio Podcasts powered by Synerzip. I'm your host Mathura Gaikwad and I'm joined today by one of our regular guests Vinayak Zogrekar who is the CTO at Synerzip. In today's episode I'm going to talk to Vinayak about customer experience being one of the top priorities for software companies in 2021. Companies in every business space whether it is B2B or B2C are prioritizing customer experience. Uh, they are investing more in front end technologies, artificial intelligence and user experience skills to help them improve and optimize their customer experience. So in this episode we will talk to Vinayak about how and why does customer experience become a top priority for businesses in the coming years. We will also talk about the shifts in software development industry due to the pandemic and its impact on business investment. In the end we will also talk a little bit about software development and deployment validating software features from customers deriving insights using AI and ML and also habit forming products so welcome on board vinayak and thank you so much for joining us today thank you madhura thanks for your kind words of introduction so to start off the conversation i would first like to share a fact from our recent survey that we did with 150 plus cxos and technology leaders where we understand that 65% of these leaders have said that they would invest in talent with relevant skills in front end technologies such as react angular and user experience across specific domains and also these have been impacting i mean the pandemic has impacted a lot of transformation in the digital space in the industry so what do you think is the impact and how exactly would you word that yeah so first of all there are three things that i would like to state here about the question you asked you said software companies now i would like to state that there is nothing such as a software company every company going forward is a software company correct so you don't need to calling a company as a software company is in fact redundant you can just call it a company and it holds good for all companies so that brings me to the second thing that i want to talk about your question about the impact of the pandemic now this is widely known that we had reached a tipping point where almost everyone was saying what i just said that all companies uh, were on the verge or on the cusp of becoming software companies because everyone had realized that technology is no longer a good to have but it is strategic it's a must have and that is what will drive the companies of tomorrow so as a result we were already at a place where almost all of us were saying that look we want to do it and if not today we will do it tomorrow and that's when the pandemic happened and it pushed us over the edge so we were contemplating but now it's not an option anymore everything every relationship every communication every transaction that was by default not digital like you know you had the digital option as something that you could do you could you know do it online but most of it was offline but because of the pandemic the default model has changed now the default model is you'll do it online and then if required you may travel and go to your office if required you may actually go to a physical brick and mortar shop to buy your garments or whatever but by default you will do it online and same thing is true about communication whether it is with friends and family or whether it is for business with your clients or vendors by default you would get on a call like this 
and i mean just look at the way we are recording this podcast today i mean by default it is the zoom kind of model that we are using whereas one year back when we were doing the same thing we used to walk into our audio visual room and that was the default model right so the models have changed and uh, that is something that has kind of made it imperative for all companies to take up the digital journey as the top priority i mean it's a matter of survival it's not an option anymore so that brings us to the third thing that user experience and the surge in demand for ui professionals now the experience that a user whether it's your employee in the case of enterprise software who's using maybe your banking or insurance software or whether it's a customer who's using an e-commerce platform in either case the individual is probably going to expect the same level of experience or same level of sophistication in the experience that he would experience when he does his regular shopping Uh, whatever he does on an online e-commerce platform or he has so many apps that he uses for you know whether it's a payment wallet platform or whether he's buying stock in the stock market or whether he's communicating with friends and family or doing some kind of social network kind of posts the experience there is uh, has kind of uh, created a lot of expectations in the minds of the end so these aspirations or these expectations are is what is driving the enterprises to offer the same experience that their end users have and the same look and feel the same intuitive nature of apps that they use in their day to day life in their enterprise software as well so that is what has increased the demand for the ui and ux professional now the next question you might want to ask me is what is the relationship between digital transformation and customer experience i mean why is it one understands that yes digital transformation is there is no imperative one understands that the customer experience is something that everyone wants top notch customer experience but then uh, what one has to do with the other this you know let's step back and talk a little bit about the business models of yesterday there was b2c and b2b that you mentioned right yes i have read recent articles large services companies such as uh, tcs infosys or cognizant they are putting a lot of money on moving the model from b2b to what they call as the b2b2c mm-hmm. so b2b model finally is not creating value by itself it depends on a customer for creating value let me explain this a little bit so let's say a b2b model you are a software company providing a software product to a bank or to an insurance company but the insurance company or the bank is not going to deliver value without getting their end customer serviced which could be the policy holder in case of the insurance company and it could be the bank account savings bank account holder in the case of the bank now these are the end customers now you can't do sight of those end customers the reason being the sustainability of the model is important 
So if you just keep the interest of the bank or the insurance company in mind, that would be incomplete. It would not be a sustainable model. So when you are dealing with a bank, you have to always think that, look, I'm actually serving the bank's customer. Tomorrow, if the bank's customer is unhappy with the bank because of my software, I'm not going to have business with the bank. Correct. So this is something which has dramatically changed. And one more triggering event that has happened, or I would not call it a single event, but it has been a transformation over the last few years that most of the software, which used to be what we call as CapEx model, where licenses were sold on a per seat or per user basis, Mm-hmm. And that decision was made as a one-time decision where the CIO would get involved and he would buy the software product. And technology was always thought of as a, something that is a staff responsibility, not the main line responsibility, if you distinguish between the two. And it was always the headache of the CIO of the company to select the right software and he would have the budget to make a one-time investment to buy that software. That was the model. But over years, what has happened is because of cloud migration and because of internet, most of the enterprise software offerings are now moving to the SaaS model, software as a service model. So it's no more one-time capital expense, but it is an ongoing operating expense because these software are available now for subscription. So whether it is, you know, you can take example like SAP has now MySAP. Even Salesforce, uh, you can name any good enterprise ERP or customer CRM software. In all such cases, you will find that their main offering is their SaaS offering. So software as a service. So as a result, what has happened is the decision, which was a capital expense decision or CapEx decision has become an OPEX decision. Now it's no more in the hands of the CIO. It is the operating department. Now, let's say a software that has to do with payroll, the operating department could be HR. If the software that has to do with accounting, it's the accounting or the finance department which will have the say. So increasingly the end user or the end customer who is putting the software to use Mm -hmm. is having higher say in deciding. The decision making is now in the hands of the end user. Now, with this shift, this explains why customer experience has become very important. You not only have moved to the SaaS model, but also the end customer who's sitting there in the accounts department in HR is probably having high expectations from the user interface because he is now so spoiled by what he is doing on a daily basis, using his mobile phone to order food or do his banking or do whatever he does for traveling and other things. So his expectations are high. And that's what has made it central that if you have to keep the B2B to C model in mind, if you have to keep the sustainability in mind, if you want to survive, because the actual value addition happens when the business with whom you are dealing actually delivers value to their customers. That's the sustainable model. If that has to happen, customer experience is a must for digital transformation. There is no option. So that is the correlation between, that is why you see customer experience has become all important. And overall, 
customer centricity is the name of the game today you will see that you know recently i saw a survey that customer centric organizations are you know more profitable than those who are not so customer centricity is extremely important so that is what has resulted in this uh, transformation madura absolutely and that is a good insight into how even the spending patterns of companies have changed and shifted from cxos and cios to the actual team level so my next question to you vinayak is how do all these things work together and by all these i mean software development deployment validating the uh, new features from customers and collecting the data using this data and deriving insights from it using artificial intelligence and machine learning and then of course a lot is being talked about habit forming products so how does all of this tie together and how does customer experience play a part in it yeah i'll tell you uh, just visualize you now if, if i had a whiteboard i would have drawn four circles on the whiteboard you know the first circle is you know your agile software development loop now that you are very familiar with where you do iterative development you inspect and adapt by learning from the previous mistakes from the previous iterations and it's like a develop test develop test kind of cycle you keep driving your development by writing new test cases and you pass those test cases by writing new code and that cycle goes on and on and that is very very familiar for everyone so the next circle is where you are trying to validate or it is the build measure learn loop so whatever you have built is it may be passing the tests or the qa as we call it in software parlance but it has to pass the test of the end customer who is using that product so you have to build that product and measure the effectiveness of that product and learn from it and then again so you know no customer can tell if you ask the customer what the customer wants he or she won't be able to tell you so you have to keep monitoring so there are sophisticated monitoring tools that are available today and you keep monitoring the data so whether it is uh, tools like hotjar or optimizely or google analytics you keep getting tons of data about the user sometimes i say that good well informed uh, software knows much more about the end user than the end user himself or herself yes so there is so much information so much data that is coming in and keep learning from your previous cycle and then you know improve your products it's a build measure and learn loop that eric rees and the lean startup and the lean ux folks talk about so that also is a you know something that with which we are familiar now move to the next circle now this is a circle where you have so much data in today's day and age about the customers like you know there are hundreds of sensors in a departmental store there is a camera and you know there is a lot of data about the environment in which the store is operating or if you are working in a factory there is so much data that is there about the operator about in which shift the operator is operating and you know what is the current state of different plant or different machinery in the plant and there is so much data that is flowing in that the action that the user takes in your end software or the behavior that the user exhibits is something that you know is not just observable in terms of one or two metrics like you know previously it used to be 
number of page visits or how long the customer or the visitor stays on a page, etc. So those were the like very say, preliminary metrics to measure the behavior of the user. Right. But now we have so much data about the environment, about the user to know why he is doing what the user is doing that to get an insight from that just not easy so you require that brings us to the third circle that is that of the machine learning so in machine learning what you do is you take data based on that data you build some kind of algorithm to learn and create a model which gives you some inferences now once you have that inference based on that inference you derive the next action that okay here's what the user will want so let me stock xyz brand because this is what the user is going to need because there is going to be game in the town there is going to be rain on that day and there's so and so thing is going to happen which happens every year in this month and for all these reasons i am going to get x brand i need to stock it up now all these things correlated are going to give me insight into what i need to stock or what i need to do to satisfy the end customer so you are actually doing some kind of prediction or in other cases you have seen that some of these algorithms are so smart that they tell the customer what the customer wants so when you go to buy something you already have several things which you would love to buy it's a recommendation engine that tells you that look this is what you might want to take a look at or if you are watching a netflix film netflix already makes a suggestion that there is a 97% match based on what you have watched in the past so these are the smart algorithms which are built on this third loop mm-hmm. that third loop is you know you are doing data then you are doing machine learning based on that you are creating some kind of uh, inference and using that inference to again affect the users experience and the action again you collecting data based on what the user does so your prediction may be right may be wrong so it goes on becoming smarter and smarter with every iteration because the first time you use the, your netflix may not be as smart in telling you what you like but after you do it several times after you have watched several films it becomes more and more accurate it becomes smarter and smarter in predicting what you are going to like so this is the habit forming thing that i talked about you know and that brings us to the fourth loop that is that of you know this is something that comes from the world of games so the fourth loop is where you have some kind of trigger that makes the user want something it's the desire that the user has to it's an unmet need that you know it's a craving or itch whatever you call it it is internal and then that kind of provokes the user to take some kind of action and when the user takes that action the user gets some kind of reward and so this is like a trigger action reward kind of cycle that the user is kind of locked in and when you keep getting that trigger when you keep getting that suggestion which is kind of generating that uh, itch or that unmet need in your mind that now i need to watch this film because everyone else is doing it is trending or it's matching what i like or whatever you obviously do that uh, action you probably you know use switch on your remote and start watching the film and based on that you get that reward hey this is exactly what i like you know and then that kind of reinforces the machine learning model that has of you as an individual or of your likes and dislikes and then it goes on 
becoming more and more accurate predicting what you like so these are the four loops that are interwoven and the beauty of that none of these loops is perfect yes. they are you know ever 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 going perpetual loops you take for example the software development group no software is bug free so you have to keep testing keep fixing keep testing so there is no end to it also no product is perfect right i mean products keep evolving forever and you have to keep measuring customer satisfaction there is no end to it same thing true with machine learning algorithms there is no perfect you don't have a 100% accurate algorithm at all you can become 90 95 99 99.99 accurate but you never reach 100% so you keep on improving keep on doing so that is also a perpetual cycle and the last one user wants and needs aspirations i mean that is the human nature right we want more all the time so give us more you want we will want more so every scratch will generate a new each kind of cycle that we are perpetually caught in these four perpetually running cycles is what i see as the reason behind the existence of many of our companies and businesses that we see today and those are going to be perpetually running growing businesses that are driven primarily by the end customer experience and the aspirations of us as human beings to do better and better right yes so that was really great vinayak is there anything else that i haven't asked you and we should cover in this episode about customer experience or user experience i don't think there is something that i have missed in this if at all i'll just put it in show notes but i think we have pretty much covered everything that we wanted to cover today okay okay i think it was a good session we covered a lot and we talked both on a technical aspect and a business aspect in this episode so thank you so much vinayak that was a great chat we had and thank you again for joining us and uh, thank you everyone for tuning in If you want more detailed insights on such technology trends and predictions for 2021, download our ebook on the nine tech trends and predictions for 2021. The link to download is in the description. And thanks, Vinayak. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you are looking to accelerate your product roadmap, visit our website www.synergip.com for more information. Stay tuned to future Zip Radio episodes for more insights on technology and agile trends. Thank you.